Hello, this is Ayush from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday the 19th of March and India recorded a surge in coronavirus cases, a spike of nearly 40,000 fresh infections in the last 24 hours. This is the highest daily rise since November 29th, 2020. According to NDTV, the government has warned against protocol violations and directed authorities to prepare for a second covid wave. The cases took India's covid tally to 1 crore 15 lakh 14000 with 154 deaths in the last 24 hours culminating to 1 lakh 59370 fatalities since the pandemic began. According to government data, Maharashtra, Punjab, Kerala, Karnataka and Gujarat are the five states that have recorded the highest single day surge since yesterday. Maharashtra saw the highest single day spike this year with nearly 26000 fresh infections. With nearly 24 lakh infections logged since the beginning of the pandemic, the state is yet again scrambling to enforce strict measures. Earlier this week, the center flagged to the Uddhav Thackeray government that Maharashtra is in the beginning of a second wave of COVID. Academic and political commentator Pratap Bhanu Mehta, who resigned from Ashoka University earlier this week, had written in his letter to the university authorities about the risks of his writings. On March 15th, Mehta wrote that after a meeting with founders, it had become abundantly clear to him that his association with the university was considered a political liability. He wrote, quote, "My public writing in support of a politics that tries to honor constitutional values of freedom and equal respect for all citizens is perceived to carry risks for the university. In the interest of the university, I resign." Unquote. Mehta is considered one of the country's top scholars on politics and political theory, constitutional law, governance and political economy. He had stepped down as the university's vice chancellor 2 years ago. In the letter addressed to the vice chancellor Malabi Sarkar, Mehta also requested for a smooth transition for the students of the Liberal Arts University in Haryana Sonipat as well as consideration for his driver who he said had moved jobs with him. He added that a liberal university will need a liberal political and social context to flourish and that in light of the prevailing atmosphere the founders and the administration will require renewed commitment to the values of the university and new courage to secure its freedom. A columnist known for pieces often critical of Prime Minister Narendra Modi's government, his resignation was followed on Thursday by one from his colleague economist Arvind Subramaniam as well as faculty members writing to the vice chancellor expressing dismay. Moments after the BJP released its second list of candidates for the Bengal elections yesterday, the party's nominee from Kolkata's Chauringi Assembly constituency claimed that her name was announced without her consent. Sikha Mitra, the wife of late Congress leader Somin Mitra, has said she will not contest the elections starting March 27th. According to PTI, Mitra also said that she is not joining the BJP. Following a meeting with the BJP leader Suvendu Adhikari, there were rumors of her joining the party. This matter can be embarrassing for the BJP which is already battling resentment in its ranks over poll tickets to ex-Trinamool leaders. The Trinamool Congress meanwhile took jibes at the BJP over the fiasco. Trinamool leader Derek O'Brien said that every time the BJP announces candidates, you can make an omelet because there is so much egg on their face. The BJP today announced its second list of candidates, naming 157 candidates for the phases 5, 6, 7 and 8. With the list including 9 outgoing Trinamool MLAs, protests broke out. Last week, a 31-year-old man enlisted by the BJP to contest next month's Kerala elections from a seat in the Wayanar district had declined to contest the polls and announced that he was quitting politics. At News Laundry, we've been covering the elections in Bengal, Assam and Kerala as part of an NL Sena project. My colleagues Meghnath and Parikshit actually chased down the resentful BJP party workers in West Bengal's Howrah district to decode the curious case of political infighting in the BJP. The story is available on our YouTube channel as a video report and you can read the text report on our website newslaundry.com.
It's titled TMC Flags on a BJP Office: The Story of Why BJP is Imploding in Howrah. If you like our reportage from the ground, please do consider subscribing to News Laundry. You can do so by heading over to the website and clicking on the subscribe button on the top right-hand corner. Our cheapest subscription costs only three hundred rupees a month, so please extend your support to independent media and pay to keep news free. Election Flying Squad officials seized two crore rupees in cash being transported in a vehicle, while set-top boxes worth two crore rupees were recovered from a house in pole-bound Puducherry. Officials of the Flying Squad of Kardir Kamam, Thattan Chowdhury, and Indra Nagar Assembly segments in the Puducherry region yesterday intercepted a vehicle in Thantai Peria Nagar during a surprise check and seized the cash being transported in it. According to NDTV, Puducherry Chief Electoral Officer Shurbir Singh said that the people carrying the cash in the vehicle. disclosed that it was from a bank but they could not present valid documents to show the destination he said that suspicion arose that the cash was intended for illegal distribution to the voters while the model code of conduct for assembly polls is in force singh said the cash was in denominations of 500 rupees 200 rupees and 100 rupees adding the vehicle in which it was being transported was a private van normally used by banks he said that the cash was handed over to the income tax department for further investigation The CEO also said in another instance the flying squad of Embalam Netapakkam and Bahur segments in the Puducherry region acted on a tip off and seized around 30000 set of boxes worth about 2 crore rupees from a house addressing a rally in Polbound Assam Congress leader Rahul Gandhi today said the party would ensure the citizenship amendment act or the CAA was not implemented in the state if it was voted to par Speaking to students in Dibrugarh, Gandhi said a single force in Nagpur was trying to control the country, and it was up to the youth to resist this with love. On the other hand, BJP leader Hemant Biswa Sharma held a roadshow this afternoon before filing his nomination for the upcoming polls from Jalukbari Assembly constituency. Attacking the BJP, Gandhi said that while the governing party promised three hundred and fifty-one rupees to tea workers in the state, it only gave them one sixty-seven rupees. Besides a wage raise for tea workers, he gave four guarantees. Congress will stand against CAA, produce 5 lakh jobs, provide 200 units of free electricity and give 2000 rupees to housewives. Interacting with one of the students, the Congress leader said the biggest sale the government is doing is that of the agriculture sector and reiterated his hum do hamare do stance. The elections in 126 assembly seats in Assam will take place in three phases beginning from March 27th and ending on April 6th. The result of the election is scheduled to be out on 2nd of May. Myanmar security forces shot dead nine opponents of the February 1st coup today, according to Reuters. Indonesia urged an end to the violence and the restoration of democracy in Myanmar. Military and police have used increasingly violent tactics to suppress demonstration by supporters of detained elected leader Aung San Suu Kyi, but that has not put off the protesters with crowds turning out again in several towns. Local media and a witness reported that security forces opened fire in a confrontation in the central town of Ongban as they tried to clear a protesters barricade. An official with Ongban's funerary service told Reuters that 8 people were killed, 7 on the spot, and one wounded person who died after being taken to hospital in the nearby town of Kalau. According to news portal Myanmar Now, one protester was killed in the northeastern town of Loika and there was some shooting in the main city of Yangon, but no word on casualties. Demonstrators were also out in the second city of Mandalay, the central towns of Mingyan and Katha and Myawadi in the east. The total number killed in weeks of unrest has risen to at least 233 according to the latest report and a tally by the Assistance Association for Political Prisoners Activist Group. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow.
All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 